the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us again today. And we're going to continue to do what I sometimes call one-offs, just uh, instead of a theme that we cover. We certainly cover many themes like stress and happiness and all kinds of comebacks, all kinds of things. Uh, this, if there was a theme, I suppose, in some degrees, it would be success. Last week's was certainly really directly on success. Today, really, this comes from an article that I read about older people have uh, sort of hard, hard, cold facts that, you know, they've learned over the years. And, and it just got me thinking about what I read and, and what I agreed with and, and maybe things that I would add uh, to well things I would add to it no, no maybes about it and I just thought you know it's it's good every once in a while to just have some some honest talk about the reality of life and wisdom that you know you can use if you're younger man you got a long, long time to use it if you're not so young still got time to to use this never too late to have wisdom and to to really hear some very, very helpful and practical pieces of advice that you can use. And so that's that's what I'm going to focus on, on today in just a moment. And, and I think I'm just going to continue talking about some things that, you know, just kind of on my mind, on my heart that, that I think are important. I want to mental health awareness uh, month is, is, is about to happen here in May. And I definitely want to talk about about that for for at least for an episode for sure and 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 I'd like to I'd like to talk again about some other uh, issues on things like productivity and you know how can you be as productive as, as possible and, and really what productive people do that others don't do and vice versa what they don't do that other people do but we're we're getting we're gonna gear up here pretty you know pretty soon here in in, in May for a break as I mentioned. We've been nonstop since September of last year, so it's time for this season to 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 conclude. And I've got some travel coming up, and and, and quite a busy um, quite a busy time of travel and and commitments. So this would be a perfect time to to take a break. Let me just say, I just met with someone today, and and I'm always talking with new folks, and we're receiving emails and all sorts of things, and people are, are wanting to know this, that, and the other about me and, and, you know, about what I do and what resources are available. And I just would always say rickmcdaniel.com is the, is just the best possible place you can go. If you go to rickmcdaniel.com, you're going to, you're going to be able to find out a lot. You'll be able to uh, see the books that I've written and I've written eight books. You are able to see Things about articles that I've written. I've written over a hundred articles, uh, well over a hundred. You can see stuff about my speaking. You can sign up to get a weekly devotion. You can see where I'm on the Bible U version app with reading plans. You can see uh, how you can listen on the Pray app to daily devotions with Pastor Rick McDaniel. Just all kinds of resources. So that's where you can go. You can learn mo- more about me. Find out, you know, a little bit more about my story, kind of uh, who I am, where I come from, what I've done professionally. People are will say, you know, how did you learn all this stuff, or what have you done, and and you know, so forth and so on. And 
can learn a little bit about my education and my experience and all the things that I've done. So I would just say rickmcdale.com. That's your best place to go. Love for you to buy my books. Obviously, my latest is a devotional called This is Living. My most uh, well-known, best-selling book is called Turn Your Setbacks into Comebacks. Um, and hey, maybe This is Living will eclipse it. So uh, would love to have you do that and uh, listen to me on Pray, the Pray app, and read what I've done on the six different reading plans on the Bible app. So lots of stuff that you can take advantage of and, and more to come. But this uh, that's your best place to go. And then I would just say, hey, if you like this podcast, always appreciate ratings, always appreciate reviews. It's always helpful when you can tell other people what you enjoy about it and very much appreciate if you would do that. All right, we're going to jump in today. 10, I'm going to call this 10 hard-learned facts about life. You know, just just the the sort of things you learn if you live long enough and you have enough experiences, you learn some things and these are facts, you know, that this is the way it is. This is life and it's just good to, to kind of know this and it can help you in in many ways. So let's just begin with this one. You can't make people change. I am in literally in the life change business. That's what I've been doing my entire professional career is motivating, inspiring, and challenging people to change and to grow. And I'm saying you can't make people change if they don't want to. If they don't want to. It's hard to fix someone else's problems unless they're emotionally invested in changing. If they are, all oh, then that, that changes everything. And I just want to tell you, I have experienced both. I have worked with people who were ready to change, wanted to change, and in fact, amazing changes took place in their life. Uh, I mean, just the joy of my life to see people just make such marvelous changes and, oh man, so exciting seeing just transformations in marriages and parenting. People just completely walk away from addictions and life-controlling issues in their life and just all kinds of fantastic things that character just massive change in character watch people transform themselves physically certainly emotionally mentally and spiritually so it can happen but you can't make people change you know if people are just deeply ingrained in their dysfunction they're they're more likely to drag you down than than for you to lift them up I mean, that's just the the hard cold facts uh, about it that you know just really have to just kind of learn learn it and say you know these are some hard learned facts about life and and so if you can help someone to change by all means I'm good I'm not changing my life's mission I'm still out there trying to help people change and grow but it's just important to understand that if you keep knocking your head against the wall and you know you just wonder why you're getting headaches uh, if people, if people aren't willing to, it's really nothing that you can do about that. All right, how about we just jump completely from that to something that my father taught me years ago. Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Compound interest builds up quickly. And, and I just, it mean, money is important to all of us. It just is. And to talk about these facts and never mention money, just I think it would just be irresponsible of me. So I just want to say to you that compound interest works. I mean, it builds. And just think of it this way. If you live with consumer debt, your life is as much as 20, 25 percent more expensive 
and people who don't live with consumer debt. I was just talking with someone, their credit card interest, 32%, 32%. Holy Moses. I mean, that's just a massive amount. of. They didn't even have that big of a balance, but the payment was so big because the balance, uh, even though the balance isn't big, the interest is so enormous. Now, conversely, imagine investing money and then compound interest works for you and you leave that money in there. You know, I was told years ago that if you could if you could uh, keep putting your money away and say in retirement and you get to a point when you have five hundred thousand dollars, a half a million dollars, that that half a million dollars in the last five years would become a million dollars. It would double. It might take you. It may take you 25 or 30 years to get to the first half million and only take you five years to get to a million and you won't have lifted a finger or done a bit of work for that. That's what that's what compound interest can do. So it's just so important to understand that you want to be on the interest earning, you know, not interest paying. You want to be on the interest earning side of life. You want to do everything you possibly can do to be investing, saving and investing and not getting into debt. And I've been debt free as I am now. I've been in debt. I've been both ways. And I'm telling you, it's a lot better to be debt free. It's a lot better to watch your investments and your savings make money for you rather than paying money. And I would just say, you know, the Biggest debt, it's the best interest, by the way, so I want to qualify that. By far the best interest you'll get is if you have a home, but still, you'll still pay a massive amount of interest on, say, a 30-year mortgage, and if you could get that down to a 15-year mortgage, oh, man, it just would blow your mind how much money you could save if you would just make that simple, simple move. And I've had 10-year mortgage. I mean, I'm telling you, it gets even better. It just gets better and better and better the less amount of time. Uh, And so you just flip the whole thing around in in something like a 10 year mortgage. It's almost a complete inverse of what a 30 year mortgage. Someone's paying a huge amount of interest and a small amount on principal. And at a 10 year mortgage, it's a huge amount of principal and a small amount of interest. And that's where, again, it's just one way to, to, to look at it, but certainly you got to get rid of all that unsecured debt, at least the home, mortgage is a secured debt. But again, imagine that's your biggest savings in interest is if you could not be. And then people who just keep you know getting new homes and they're 50 years old and they just got another 30 year mortgage. I mean, no way you should never do that. That's not wise because you're, you're you're setting yourself up to never own your home and pay way too much interest. Compound interest, man, it works for you. It can work against you, but it certainly can work for you. Let it work for you. Here's another one. Failure is going to happen in life. You know, it's 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 inevitable. You just, you know, you're not going to fail at everything, but come on, you're not going to succeed 100% of the time either. And again, I've had a lot of successes in my life, a lot of victories, a lot of amazing things, but I certainly had failures. And if you can accept this, It just really can change your whole view on risk and new opportunities because that's that's how you can look at life differently when you no longer have a fear of failure. Do we let the little slip up 
get us down when we're young we don't you know you just keep chugging along till you learn how to walk and ride a bike and all kinds of other things learn the alphabet you know multiplication tables whatever it might be it's just uh hey but then something happens and the fear of failure can take over and control our lives and then you close doors you close the doors on yourself you never get to know what might have been behind those doors so just accept and i've i've done episodes on this so you can go back and 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 listen you know failure is feedback so the goal is to fail forward and if you can just see failure that way you know you you learn that's what you have to see failure as don't do that again right there's the feedback you learn and then you grow. That's that's the way to look at failure. And if you can look at failure like that, then though it's inevitable, it certainly doesn't have to in any way, shape or form keep you from really having some incredible success. All right, here's another one. It's better to have a small group of friends that are close rather than say a large group that's not so close. In other words, in life, things are going to happen and you need people that you can depend upon. And it's better to have a small number of people that you know you can depend upon than to have this large kind of group of friends. But when, you know, you really need them, you know, someday your parents will pass away and you may have health issues that come into your life. There may be a sickness or a disease or an injury. Things happen, you know, unfortunately, sometimes the couples get divorced And there can be any number of other kinds of things that will happen. And that's when you really need to lean on people that really love you and care about you and have your best interest in mind. And by the way, you can be there for them as well when they need you to lean on and to help them through some of the toughest, most challenging things that they go through in life. So I wouldn't think so much about, oh, I got to have a lot of friends it's good to have a lot of acquaintances. It's good to know. I know a lot of people. I know an incredible number of people. I'm glad about that. That's good. It's good to know people. You never know, you know, you can help someone else. Like, hey, I know this person that could help you. Or if you need something, you know, some you may know someone that can help you with it. But the goal really is to have that smaller group of, of people. I would just say to you that, in my opinion, there's no better place for that than a church. A church is a great way to develop uh, some really good friendships, experience community, and have a small uh, group of friends. And if you're saying, just, I just don't even know how I'd go about it, I'd say number one suggestion is get, along, get uh, involved in a, in a good church and see what happens there. All right, fifth of the 10 hard-learned facts about life, the 80-20 rule applies You could almost, it's called the Pareto Principle because it's named after the economist Pareto, who's the one who came up with this 80-20. But uh, just so you know, it it basically goes like this. You know, 80% of consequences come from 20% of causes. I mean, that's in, in in a nutshell. Again, he designed it in terms of an economic paradigm or model, but it's amazing how... It applies. But let's just look at it, say, from a business standpoint. 
And most small business owners will tell you 20% of the customers cause 80% of the headaches. Stats will tell you 20% of the criminals commit 80% of the crimes. Pastors will tell you 20% of the people give 80% of the money. And uh, leaders will tell you 20% of the workers generate 80% of the success or the profits. And that, it's it. That's it. I have seen it over and over and over and over and over again until it's like a law, you know, it's like the law of the harvest that Jesus taught, you know, you sow and you reap. I mean, it's that kind of concept. It's, it's just amazing how much the Pareto principle works. And really, it's just best to, you know, accept that rather than kind of um, grumble and moan and complain because things are this way or that way, or, you know, like, oh, we should have more people doing this. And it, this is the way it is. Now, that that is not a reason to not recruit more volunteers. It is not in any way, shape or form a reason to um, let people off the hook as far as the responsibility that everybody has to give and contribute. It's not a reason to say to your workers, I, you know, who cares what the 80% of them do is the 20%. No, that's not the way to look at it. It's just simply to understand how pervasive this rule applies to so much, you know, everywhere and everything type of type of idea. And, and I think it'll just help you because sometimes you can get real frustrated and then all of a sudden you realize, well, it's really just the Pareto principle at work once again. So, There it is. All right. Here's another one. And this is really tough for someone who works with people and has worked with people and pastored and been such a part of people's lives. Um, It's hard for me to have to say it, but I'm saying it because, again, hard learned truths. It's true. And that is people are primarily focused on themselves. And, you know, as, as sort of uncomfortable as that is to hear. Just 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 follow this for a moment, if you would, you know, you yourself are consumed by your own problems, worries, excitements, dreams. And so is everybody else. One thing I've said to people over and over again when they've messed up is and they're like, oh, everyone's going to know I'm going to be so humiliated. And, you know, but you really may be overthinking what other people think about you. The reality is that. People are consumed by their own life, their own struggles and triumphs. So stressing about other people's opinions, because everyone is the main character in their own minds, you're probably just an audience member, if you can think of it that way. It's just best to kind of accept this that, you know, because if you can embrace it, then you can realize, okay, I shouldn't be so concerned about what other people think. Like all they're doing is thinking about me. They're not. You know, you've, you've done what you've done. You're doing what you're doing. And that's where you need to keep the focus Nourish your own self-worth, commit yourself to, you know, showing up, doing the work, and then, you know, 
just you can break down the barriers that you come across, embrace the adventures that come your way and explore your own goals and your own values. All of these things help you to just realize, you know, uh, people are not out there just looking at me all the time. All right, here's another one. No one knows it all. You know, look on social media, it's almost like you're convinced everyone's got it figured out. They look like they're living their best life. And, you know, someone just got promoted on LinkedIn and someone just put all these incredible pictures up on Facebook. You know, people you are close with, you might think, man, they're just killing it. You know, they're just, they're doing it. But let me just, just from someone who pastored for many, many years and knows the real story, you know, not what you see, the house and the cars, but the real story is people are, are not always as they appear to be. There are people that their appearance would make you think that, man, they, they're, they've got it great. And then I can just tell you again, by speaking in total generalities and not any sort of specifics, I can just say, then you find out, wow, um, yeah, they're leveraged incredibly. There's all kinds of debt. It's it's really like a show. But there's if you said, what's your net worth? You'd be shocked. Or, yeah, the, 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 the marriage or the family life is, is not as you may think it is. People are just figuring it out. And, you know, they're looking at their social media and wondering how everyone else is doing so much better than them. And, you know, everyone's looking at everyone else. And it's like, uh, you know. So, you know, what it, what that means is that you can just understand that you need to give yourself some grace and, and just realize that there, there aren't a lot of people that, you know, have it all together. I don't know, maybe there's no one who has it all together, but certainly it's, it's rare. And if you can just embrace that and understand that, it can really help you to, to have a better perspective on life and and the way things really are as opposed to maybe the way that you are thinking or perceiving them to be. All right, here's another here's another one for you. So sometimes in life, you know, you just have to uh let it go. There's just things that you have to let go. Now I am a big believer and if you've listened to this podcast, you know, in tenacity and grit and commitment and perseverance and persistence and nothing that I'm about to say changes any of that. It is simply to say that in certain circumstances, you just have to say, this isn't the hill that I'm ready to, to die on. You know, that this isn't the one, the major on majors, minor on minors kind of thing that you just say to yourself, you know, sometimes it is just not worth it. This isn't about being a quitter because I believe in not quitting and not giving up because that's how you miss out on so many good things in life. So this is a fine line and I hope I hope you can understand what I'm trying to communicate here is that it's not that it's not about, you know, quitting. It's just about realizing this is this isn't worth it. And so sometimes you just have to say, I'm just going to just going to let it go. I'm just going to let it go. And this can happen in a marriage. It can happen in parenting. It can happen in your job. 
it's just it's just times where you just have to say um, it's not it's just not it's not going to be worth it. The collateral damage that's going to come out of it. It's it's just not it's it's not worth it. And so you just say, I'm just going to let this one go. It's going to let it go. Let it fly. And, you know, live to fight for another day type of mentality. And so you'll have to put that into your own uh, life situation and personalize it. But it's it's true. I'm telling you. All right. There's a lot of ways I could say this, you know, in a lot of different ways, which, you know, sometimes the plans don't line up with reality. You can do everything right and not get the right outcome. This, this, it's all sort of the same thing, you know, just I'm a planner, but I've come to realize that, you know, plans don't always pan out exactly as they're intended. Life ends up changing them sometimes slightly, maybe sometimes even more dramatically, but the plan gets altered in some way. And who's to say that, you know, we know exactly how everything should go. So. We have to be willing to just say, you know, sometimes life has a way of changing our plan, maybe to an even better, more exciting plan. Now, I say life, probably from my perspective, it would be better to say God. God changes it. You know, you can do everything right and still not get the outcome you want. And really, again, what you're trying to go for is impact over outcome. Another thing I talk a lot about. Because impact is something that that you can control, but the outcome is not something that you can control. Again, you can do everything right and it's still not it's still not work. Shockingly true statement. Hard for people like me, man. That's a hard thing to say. It's taken me a lot of years to to get to that point, I might add. I would not have been able to say this earlier in my life. For sure. But, you know, if you can change the mindset somewhat about plans and goals and, uh, you know, plans are like, you know, to do lists and timelines and itineraries. And, you know, again, hey, nothing wrong with that at all. I, I live by all those things absolutely positively. But again, sometimes it's more of a the plan to reach the goal and sometimes the way you get to the goal is different. So you reach the destination, but maybe not the way you planned. Something happens. You end up on a, you know, kind of on a different path, which could end up being a more exciting path. Something to consider. All right. This I've left the, the best one, the most important one for last in the hard-earned lessons about life, and that is you can't make it without a leader. And that leader for your life should be Jesus Christ. When it's the Bible says Jesus is Lord, the best way to understand the word Lord is leader. We are not smart enough and wise enough to make our life what it should be. We need a leader. We need an all-knowing leader, and that's what Jesus does for us. Entering into a relationship 
with God through Jesus Christ, receiving forgiveness for your sins, your past mistakes, failures, and opening up yourself to the leading of God through the Holy Spirit is the absolute best way to live your life. There is a plan for your life. It is a unique, personalized plan just for you that God has designed. You can only discover that by letting Jesus be the leader of your life. Another way people talk about it is the kingdom of God, right? The kingdom of God and who's the king in the kingdom? Jesus is the king. What does it mean to be to make Jesus the king of your life? It means he's in charge, right? He's the king. He's the leader. And when you do things his way, which again, that's what the Bible gives us the marvelous information, principles, wisdom, insights about how to live. And when we follow it, what we end up with is the best possible life we ever, ever could have possibly have had by letting Jesus lead us in that mistakes. Not that we'll never make mistakes, but these mistakes that people make because they don't have Jesus as their leader are the kind of things that just can wreck their life. You will not wreck your life following Jesus. There's That will not happen. That's why you'll hear the term, I like to use it, Christ follower instead of Christian, because Christian's such a generic word and lost some of its meaning. But what does it mean to be a Christ follower? You follow the leader. Who's the leader? Jesus. And when you follow him, he will lead you into the best possible life you could ever have. So there it is, 10 hard, cold facts about life, which a lot of wisdom there. And I hope you can just ponder it and consider it and and allow it to, to bless your life. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.